everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. I'm in the lovely, dark Benzinga office. It's Monday morning. We're, st- we're all still waking up. Although, if you've been awake for the last hour, you've already experienced all the action that you probably need in your life right now. It's been a tale of two markets this morning. We were all set to open lower. I mean, we're still going to open lower, but we've been ripping for the last hour or so on this headline that there are peace talks going that are going to happen an hour from now between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so everything just ripped off of that. We got to talk about that. We're going to talk about oil. We got to talk about Uber. We got to talk about Bed Bath and Beyond. The man himself, Ryan Cohen, is taking a new stake in that company. Uh, letter out over the weekend about that. We're going to talk about that. Uh, stock and the trading action in that this morning. So strap in. Tim Quas is our guest today. Smash that like button. And uh, here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny everything you need to start your trading day. Let's bring on Joel here. Joel, uh, good morning. How was your weekend? Everything all good? Oh, you're on mute, and I need to see your charts. So. Uh, here you go. I'm off okay. mute. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to share the charts okay. and then I'm just going to give the quick rundown here and then I'll, I'll give you an update uh, on my weekend. Okay. Uh, 43, 42, We're down 37 handles. Uh, that's kind of like the bad news. The good wait, news wait, is. Wait, can, can we look at the S&P futures? And oh, yet? boy. I'm too excited today. <laughs> Boom. We there are. We 50 handles off the low of 42.38, and uh, we're 20 points off the high. Nice little rally. Uh, crew did hit 130.50 a barrel, up now only 440 at 120.04. Uh, gold, that's up 24 bucks at 1990.80. Did slip into the 2000 handle. Uh, silver, that's up 17 cents at 25.96. Uh, Bitcoin not catching a bit here, down 9.35 at 38.610. I know Dennis doesn't want to talk about uh, Bitcoin. He does uh, not. For, he, does not. <laughs> he does not. And uh, Ethereum futures, they're down 59.50. Uh, let's bring on Triple D here. Wait, before- wait, 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 just to clarify, you said oil got to one. One mine says one thirty fifty. Okay, I I could I could have sworn you said one fifty. I just wanted to clarify that you didn't say one fifty. Yeah, okay. yeah, one thirty fifty. All right. All right cool. Uh, but uh, where's Triple D? Is he hiding in the background? He's hiding in the background. I'm here. There he is. I'm here. Uh, listen, I'm totally gonna mess everything up today with, so, for this for the show. Okay. I want to talk about the reopening trade <laughs> in southeastern Michigan. Is it, is it awesome? I uh, Friday night opening trade. went out to dinner with some friends, nice. Jay Alexander's. Okay, uh, yeah, beautiful and there. Okay, uh, Saturday. Uh, what do we on Saturday? Saturday went out to dinner again. Okay, and then Sunday went. I uh, had my nephew's uh, birthday party at Buddy's, 
had some Buddy's pizza. Very nice. And I went over to a friend's house to watch the basketball. Holy mackerel. It's like yes. normal times at the Alcon. So reopening trade yeah. in southeastern Michigan yeah. is 100%. I, like I, I also was out and about. I went to see Stomp on Saturday night downtown. Uh, not It was not a full theater, but that's okay. Uh, but no, reopening trade is on here too. So yeah. okay, reopening trade. Nah, right. Sneaky that's, reopening that... trade. Just don't tell the airlines. Right. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the market this morning. We are now. Uh, I mean, we're off the high of the morning. An hour ago, but drastically different. And then we got this headline. It actually came from AAP, which is uh, the the French yeah. uh, news agency. Yeah. Um. That at 9 a.m. Eastern. Um. Uh, 14 uh, o'clock uh, Grand Meridian, there's going to be another round of talks between Russia and Ukraine. That just broke at like it was like an hour and tw- 20 minutes ago now. So everything bounced on that headline. Yeah. Everything. Again, this is what we are in. Nothing matters except the headlines coming out of the Ukraine situation. That is all that matters right now. Oil dependent on the headlines out of Ukraine. Everything related to that. I mean, unless you're trading Bed Bath & Beyond, which has its own individual headlines (laughs) blasting the stock off this morning, everything is just about headlines. And again, the prettiest chart in the whole world. Headline comes and sudden starts going to go about de-escalation. Headline for the immediate reaction, but once again, I think you gotta know, be quick. Well, yeah, you gotta be quick, but like, what about the next headline that the that the talks went nowhere? You, you can't trade for more than ten minutes. Yeah. Like it's what it is. Like so, to give you a perspective. Zero swing. People keep saying, "What are you buying?" I have zero swing trades on right now. I continue to have zero swing trades because I don't want to take the overnight risk. I don't know what is happening. So all I'm doing is basically. Statistical arbitrage and day trading. And again, I had two so back back days, two best days of the year. So it's telling you that the day trading is awesome right now. Absolutely awesome trading. The swing trading and investing sucks. My investment portfolio, just along with you guys, it's going down as well. Yes, I have 45% cash, so it's not going down as quickly, but it's still going down. When it goes down, you know, I'm, I'm right along with you guys. Investing is very hard right now, unless you're all commodities, which a lot of people are. But again, you just now, people say, I like oil. I get these questions. I don't have a playbook for this. I don't know what the next step is. I mean, you're coming in and buying oil stocks now? I don't know. You're chasing, get a pullback, maybe. You know, as day trades, you know, maybe it's a trade. But as a long-term investment here now, I don't know. Like oil was, you know, we were talking $17 a barrel a year ago. Now we're talking 130 doesn't sound cheap as a long-term investment at this point in time, but you know, if we're going into nuclear war, I don't know. It's a tough, tough, tough market to call right now. What goods owning oil if there's a nuclear war? What's well, that's a, well, then, okay, so this is a great segue oh, yeah. into this report's research report coming out of BCA. Do you have it? No, I don't have it. <laughs> Just yet. go to the civilization-ending global nuclear war, but buy stocks anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love know, it, man. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave a ten percent chance that it's over for everyone. Like they're going to all die within the next twelve months. But buy stocks anyways, <laughs> and his reasoning is. Well, if we all die, your cash is useless anyway, so you might as well just buy stocks and bank on the 90% chance that we aren't going to all die. So I kind of agree with that. 
I mean, there's no point to liquidating if you're worried about nuclear war because nuclear war happens, it's all worthless anyways. So I kind of agree with this whole, I just don't know how he came up with a 10% probability. That's a random number, just take it out of nowhere. All right, I'm going to reach out. So his name was Peter Peter Berizin, is the the guy who wrote the note. Get him on the Um, show. I want to see if we can get him on the show. Because that's I, exactly I, what I was thinking. I, I too would love to know how how you come to that number, ten percent chance. Yeah, he came <laughs> up with that. I, it doesn't sound unreasonable, though. It doesn't sound absurd. It's I mean, is there high. a one in ten chance that Putin just starts pressing nuke buttons all over the place? He got six thousand nukes. Maybe there's a one in ten, you know, chance that he just goes crazy and does it. And then yeah, what? Then just... what? I don't know. <laughs> what happens when the first nuke goes off? I don't know. <laughs> It's not going to be fun, though. I'll just, tell you that much. I was going to send Dennis out of his house into Toronto to go camp out on his guy's doorstep, and then when he showed up uh, to ask him, no, I was thinking the exact same thing. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, it's a it's it's an it's a trading idea that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely you know. It, it's it's a, just funny. There's a ten percent chance we're all gonna die, but buy stocks anyway. <laughs> it's just it's funny when you think about it that way. But it kind of makes sense. So I you know what I'm kind of with him. I don't know where he came up with the ten percent number. I'm curious about that, but I'm kind of with him. I don't know. You might as well own stocks. You might as well. if you bet on nuclear war. If you sh- let's just say I'm gonna short everything. I think we're going to nuclear war. Well, you're sure. And you're going to be disappointed. You yeah. money anyways I, you're going to be disappointed if there's not a nuclear war. Then. Yeah, I know. I don't want to cheer for nuclear war. So I know. That's the other thing, that too. I know. I really I know. don't want to cheer. Yeah. I know. Like, literally. Like, I know. I, I don't I know. really feel like die. I just get my house done. You know, it's going to really suck. <laughs> I'm building this house for, you know, 12, <laughs> feel like forever, over 12 months. It's going to finally get moved in, and then nuclear war is going <laughs> to blow it all up. And then it's like, well, that was worth it. <laughs> Dennis, I don't think your area is on the footprint right now. I'm only I, uh, 75 <laughs> miles from Toronto, so yeah, I'm not right. that oh, far man. away from To. I mean, if you're sending nukes to Canada, what are you hitting? Ottawa, Toronto. So, I, I'm sending nukes to Canada. Not Windsor. Windsor's done because of Detroit. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about nuclear target. Look at what I we don't think we're that high on the list, but but Ambassador Bridge is going all right, down. All right, all right. No, I'm not a special. I'm not coming down to the office. I'm raining us in. I'm raining us in. I was ready to go. I was going to go to the office today. No nuclear today, war. No nuclear war. And you know what? People will be driving on the lodge 90 miles an hour, no matter what. You know, no matter what, they'll be. They'll be booking on the lodge. But okay, Spencer. What about the history books here, though? Like, I saw this tweet over the weekend and I retweeted it. I saw it. had like 30 years where there's no inflation. There really wasn't that much going on the last 30 years. And now, the last two years, you get a global pandemic and a potential nuclear war. There's a lot happening for the history buffs here right now. We're living through history here, folks. Isn't that the old kind of exciting? Isn't that the old saying? I don't know who said it, but there are. Years where nothing happened and weeks where years happened or something like that. Pretty much. Yeah. That's what we're living right now. You people people are so lucky to be living in these times because everybody's going to look back and talk about history here and what it was like to live in 2022 when we were getting prepped for nukes and a pandemic, global pandemic. All kinds of fun. 10, 10% chance. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, <laughs> nah, nah, let's, nah. let's move I'm on going to 90. I'm calling today. I'm making the call. There's going to be no nuclear war. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Oh, you're right. going to, oh, oh, man. I see. I can't make a lunch bet on that. <laughs> You'll never get paid. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. because I win no matter what. Because <laughs> okay. if there is a nuclear war, 
I, I'm, I'm, if you're not getting paid, oh if, I, if there's already. no nuclear war, I get a free lunch. So that's the bet you make with your friends, folks. We don't give investment advice, right but we give lunch advice. And yeah, that is, that's the bet. That's okay. a good lunch. Sorry, Spencer. The other headline of the weekend, aside from this note, was uh, Ryan Cohen. Bed who, Bath & Nukes. We have not, yeah, heard, Brian, not heard from him in, in a minute here. And uh, through his firm, RC Ventures, he's taken a new stake in Bed Bath & Beyond, a new 9% stake um, in the company. And, and uh, WSJ got their hands on a letter uh, over the weekend um, basically saying, your, A, your CEO is paid way too high, way too much, and um, you're, you're undervalued, and I'm going to take an active stake here, and we're going to try to shake things up. But it's basically the gist of it. So um, the, the, the underlying section, I'll just read you the – the, the underlying thesis here, we believe Bed Bath needs to narrow its focus to fortify operations and maintain the right inventory mix to meet demand while simultaneously exploring strategic alternatives that include separating Bye Bye Baby Inc. and a full sale of the company. Let's pull up the chart and yep, that'll happen. I don't even have to look at a chart. I'm just going to say, and I have no position in it, not in it. And uh, this is just my opinion, but if I own this stock, I'd be selling it as fast as I possibly could at these prices. This is an absolutely ridiculous gift to the longs. That's my opinion. That's all I'm going to say. It's up 76% here right now at 28.50 when I am saying on pre-market prep, just my opinion, what? I'd sell it. Look at the short flow. This thing has a, 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 a 60% short interest here. It's got... 40 percent uh 40 They're million covering this morning apparently. it's got 40 million shares in the float 24 million of those 40 are sold short that's a 60 percent short interest this thing can go to 60 dollars yeah no we've seen this before it's been that kind of short interest for a long time it's yeah. not i don't i'm i'm saying there's almost zero chance it's going to 60 dollars and, and again i'm already down a dollar because we're probably talking about no, it's, you're because you said 60 dollars Spencer. that's why it's going up here now obviously it was just a headline that broke because it's even moving higher here now or somebody's talking about it, but in any regard here, we've seen this pop in Bed Bath & Beyond multiple times. Yes, we know he was the one that did GameStop, um, but it seems like every time this gets this ridiculous short squeeze, two or three weeks later, it gives it back. But I'm not trading it. I'm just saying if I was long it, I'd take the money and run. Joel, what would you do? Uh, this isn't January. I'm already down a buck on that call, okay. by the way. So I, I said 2850, 2950 now. Right, I'm gonna. I'll let. I, I'm not gonna do any technicals on this one ever again. Because, ever again, we yeah. might ban it from the show. Yeah, because it's fun. Yeah, but um, is it? Is this? Uh, is this January 21 again? I mean, do we have the the same circumstances? You know, with the with the the checks coming, right? The stimulus checks and the pandemic, and everyone's at home trading. Uh, I don't think so, uh, but um, I'm done. I'm done with uh, technical analysis on this one. If you got in, go get them. These mean trying stocks, to get in, Reddit go stocks, get short squeeze get stocks, em. get crazy, crazy with the cheese whiz, and then eventually the dust settles and they start to leak it out. So I think it's the same story here. It's going to be crazy all day. It could go 30, could go 35. Who knows where it's going to go? But they'll, I think eventually they rug pull it. I, I just did a control F for the word coupon, and I didn't see any. Uh, so there's no mention of the word coupons in his letter. So he doesn't seem to have any opinions about that. I just got a 20 percenter. 
uh, the other day. I mean, they could make a ton of money if they took that 20 down to like 10 or, or uh, you yeah. know, but I feel kind of cheap because I go in there to buy a spatula, you know, it's like nine bucks or whatever, 10 bucks. And I got a 20% coupon for it. But uh, yeah, uh, it's crazy right now. This yeah, stock is trading so much right now. This is an absolutely algorithmic driven, retail driven frenzy right now. Because they want, I mean, we've been in a crappy environment, so they go, oh, we got a headline, we can just go nuts on here. Yep. So this is going to go nuts. It's going to go everywhere today. Who knows where to stop? Who knows where this stops? And you're right, I guess it could do it could do anything. I mean, Spencer, holy crap, it's 31 now. I mean, <laughs> this thing is all over the place. When I came in this morning, it was 23. We start, I talked about it five, two minutes ago, it was 28 and a half. I said, so it's 31. So it is just nuts. And and someone remind me what time is it that Robin Hood comes online nine a.m. And I'm not I have no position in it either. So Bed Bath and Beyond. I'm not lying. I don't lie on the show. I could get in trouble big time for that. Yeah. So I'm not just like oh Dennis has a position. None of my family has a position. Nobody I know has a position. No, I'm not talking it down because I'm sure it's the stock. I have zero position on it. I'm giving an opinion. If anything, I typically don't give opinions on stocks I'm actively trading. I'd never do that. If anything, Dennis, you're doing the opposite. You're, you're talking it up. <laughs> your, your bearish argument is coming. It ran up. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, you want to keep There's got to be another. Somebody else is saying yeah, Dennis, somewhere. keep going, baby. Keep going. <laughs> it's, it's going. The, yeah. the I will not be trading Bed Bath and Beyond. I doubt I will be trading it after. I don't know. Later on, you never know. I'll maybe get down and dirty. But right now, I have no position. At the, all. the only thing I can think of here is: Does this translate to um, some action in the other uh, um, whatever meme stocks you whatever you want to call it, AMC, GameStop, etc.? They they did like there are green candles this morning. It's not nearly to the same extent, but you, you have to ask yourself: Is there any chance that that yeah that this spreads? Yes, if we were in. A non-Ukraine headline, you right. know, driven oil commodity environment, I would say you have a very good point, Spencer. And yes, I have made money. I made a very good money on that big spike. Go back, go to Bed Bath & Beyond back in like June when we had that ridiculous move from like 30 to 40 on the same type of crap. Like, you know, short squeeze on them all. And, you know, we got, you know, they got, you know, obviously it's a different headline, but um, I went along all that, all that it was like the dash for trash right here, along a whole bunch of that stuff. And I did really good. I had like, I, I forget, I pick up like workhorse and, and clover and there was a whole bunch. And like, I made like some on some of these, I made 30, 40% a couple of days. Wow. So it was really, it was a really good couple of days for that strategy. I'm not sure we're in an environment. I'm not just going to say it's Maybe. not possible. Maybe, who knows? Though. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, you could see it. I wouldn't want to be short any of that stuff right now. Oh, I'll yeah. say that. Oh, yeah. There's other things to be short. Not I wouldn't short GameStop or AMC right now or any of these other ones, especially this is just a rip-roaring rally. So I'd yeah. be cautious. You, and, and you got to make a good yeah. point. It could happen. You, you're short Bed Bath today. You're asking to get your face ripped off, honestly. I it mean, could go anywhere. Yeah. You're in total algorithmic drive. You know, I just I, I just made a call and I'm down 10% already <laughs> from two minutes ago. So I'm glad that was a paper trade. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and when and that's what I said. It's, it's not. It's not 21. You know, it's not January 21 or when you talked about it. And yeah, actually, but, Dennis, but we thought we talked about clover. this a couple of weeks ago. Um, when was it? The beginning of January. We talked about these trades. We thought maybe the um, you know the January effect that those stocks were going to go. 
Remember that we had talked about it, and they had like a little, a little bump, and then they didn't go. Yeah, but yeah. hey, if you're good at trading this stuff and you're long, go get them, man. Just go there and get them. Yeah, uh, this is your uh, cup of tea. This is yeah, not my bread and yeah, butter. This, this is, is opposite yeah. to my bread and go butter. I'm like discipline, risk. You know, I don't know how to how do you control the risk on something like this? Uh, you go on, you're buying bed by the I'm buying 32 because it's going to 40. What if it goes to 28? What do you do? You hold. I'm going to 40. What if it goes 25? What do you? You're going to 40. I mean, that's I don't know how to control the risk on something like this, which is why I typically don't trade something like this. I'm going to short it. I, I'm going to short 20 and a half, 30, 32, 34, 36. Interesting stock for him to pick an activist stake in. I no, must it's say. not really. It's his. No, it, because it's all in that group. It's not even interesting. It's, I'm a, being it's predictable facetious. almost. I'm it's being into facetious. that GameStop, AMC, Bed Bath & Beyond, high short yeah. interest, squeeze them type trades. That's, you know, totally worry, in, that, in that wheelhouse. Don't worry, Joel. I got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, we all, you know what we should do? We should short Walmart and Target and Costco and Kohl's and every other store because it's just going to be all Bed Bath and Beyond. That and that's not a trading record. For what it's worth, there is a brand new Bye Bye Baby right near, right next to the store where I go grocery shopping. So I have to do some channel checks. Wait, check they closed that. They closed that Bye Bye Baby. In, uh, they, are you I, talking about? Uh, wait, I they opened it. Are you sure? The no. one on uh, Farmington and um. No, no, not that one. Not that one. No, they uh, opened one. Just one on Telegraph. I'll have to check it out. Oh, because they yeah. closed the one that was by the other bed bath. Oh, and they closed that. So. Okay. Um, Next. Uh, let's move Next. on. Here. Uh, but let's stay in the activist uh, territory here. And uh, Oxy, Occidental Petroleum, Carl Icon is out. Uncle Carl. Oh, it's Carl. Yep, he is out after about three years of an activist stake. It was once he once owned ten percent of this company. Now he is out. He's, he's selling. He's yeah, yeah, but that's not what? the headline. So you got that. But Berkshire by Hathaway's bought it same yeah, weekend. Yeah, we found out that Berkshire took a stake. There we go. So, Wait a second. Is this so? Carl, Carl sold, sold and Berkshire bought. Yep. Wait. First of all, Berkshire was already in this. Yeah, he bought more. Yeah, he bought more. Okay. This is that Uncle Carl. I'll take your oxy. I like it. But what do you got? And he just Warren just went. And I'll raise you a nuclear war. You know what he did? He offered him a million at one price. He bought him and then he bid a buck higher on another million and said, I'll do more. But you know what? You know what this reminds me of? (laughs) The (laughs) the Apple. Carl sold his apple to Warren. Warren's remember that? I don't, no, I don't remember that at all. Oh yeah, for sure. Come on, wow. back me up, Easy Mike, or uh, or um, come on, who else is some smart old dude in here? Hey, uh, Spinner, Spin- back me up on this. Carl sold his stock to Warren. I think it was around a hundred bucks. Please, someone back me up on this. Wait, speaking of Apple, I, I can't back you up. You on that you one, one, but I believe you, Joel. I wait, believe. Wait, you. speaking of Apple, this is off topic, but do you know that there's an, there's an event tomorrow? Yeah, I did okay. know that actually. What I are they gonna? What's going on at the event? What do they got it, going they're on? They're gonna announce like a lower price, like a, like it's not a new iPhone. It's like a, oh, uh, always it's like the iPhone eight event, and it's gonna be like a lower price version. Of Wait that. a second, iPhone eight? Aren't yeah. we on like iPhone twelve? Yes, it, but it's like a five G iPhone eight is like the difference. It's just gonna be like uh, so we went back to the eight. Can't keep track of all these yeah. iPhones because I'm on the 12, I think. And that's the 12. Yeah, I'm on the 11. I think I'm the 12. The, I got the red right. thing. I couldn't get the color I wanted because of the product. How's, how's your 12. battery on you? Do you guys, I mean, are you guys, does it last a whole day? Yes. You know what ticked me off? It's, it does. But you know what ticked Mine me off is to get a new charger. And they got the new, um, 
Like it's uh, it, it it actually fits the old charger, but then they sell you on the new piece, and it's got a new end on it because they want to make it extra money off of you on all the chargers and stuff. So they get you. They get you where you're not, not watching. Yep, 2015. Ron Hollick uh, just confirmed. Uh, Icon sold uh, to Warren the Apple 2000. So and Warren yeah. won that one. So I bet with Warren again maybe. Yeah, Although I Oxy, think... holy mackerel, you got to see something. Warren must be looking at this and saying, and again, you know, it's probably delayed. So when did he buy the Oxy? Do we know? He bought it. He bought it before the whole Apache. He bought it before the whole Apache debacle. Wait, remember that? Who are we talking about? Carl Warren. When did he buy the Oxy? When did he he, up more Oxy here? When it was like 65 bucks. No, I got it. $50.88. He just bought it. Warren's chasing this one, but Warren's he's got, got no. One. He's had it before. Yeah, but he bought another sixty-one million shares. Okay, but he bought it. Remember the whole Oxy Chevron? Yeah. Uh, yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. They're bidding for Anadarko. Anadarko, Anadarko, and right. uh, and uh, they got it, <laughs> and that stock got killed. And he was lying the whole way down. He he was down a lot of money in this one, and I don't know if he kept on buying more at lower prices, but. This is he's had he was he was always super right on this one. I guarantee you he has a chunk at like 50 55 and he was behind the deal. No, he's behind the deal. He has something within this deal. Maybe this is like a Bank America deal. Uh like he bailed out. He has something in this. Do some research. I, I know his he has his stake and I know he added to it, but there there's something going on. But uh anyway, there's something it, going on. Warren is right again. I mean, <laughs> as wrong as Kathy Wood is about everything, Warren has been right about everything. He's just too. throwing shade. He just she's catching strays for no reason here. I mean, he's... look, look, look at Warren. New all-time highs again two days ago. Holding up well today. Berkshire Hathaway, love you, Warren. We ever get you on the show? I am actually maybe Warren Buffett's biggest fan. I might be just wow. the biggest fan. I think. Yeah, right. the anti-Kathy Wood investor. He's awesome. Wow. Yeah, you were picking on Kathy a little bit. I I try not to anymore because oh, I feel like she's yeah, he does, so man. It's just man. so easy. It's too easy. It's too easy. Well, I saw your your twelve dollar oil. So, you want to know the good news with Kathy though? Hey, what? ARKK held the lows today. It was testing it in the pre market, the fifty seven and a half, and it's holding up. So as long as you're holding fifty, so let's just say the bull scenario, uh, nuclear war doesn't happen. And yeah. ARKK 57 and a half holds. So, you know what? She's really beat up. Like, I've tried to get bullish this before. I usually just get stopped out when I try to. But, I don't know. 57 and a half. You got a level on Kathy. Joel, thoughts, concerns? Could we get long Kathy Wood here off 60? Lean on the 57 and a half? Of course you can. You know probably get stopped out, though, because there will be the next headline coming, you know, from Ukraine. Probably about 11 o'clock. Oh, talks broke off. And, you know why? You know, because there's only a 10% chance of a nuclear war. Yeah, I know. So, well, that's yeah, it. So and even if can... there is a nuclear war, you don't have, it doesn't even matter. Nobody's even going to call you out on it because we're all dead. Just put your stop in and, you know, whatever. You don't have to worry about it. No, I mean, it's still down 35 cents. Uh, you know, has it, t- has it taken? I mean, that's that was that low from last month, too. Yeah, that's not a bad level. I just, let's see if it double bottoms somewhere. Because it puts a lot of double tops in and triple tops and quad tops. Maybe when it puts in a real solid double bottom and holds it for more than four or five days. So what was yesterday's low um, in ARC? Yesterday's low was uh, 59 cent. Right there. Right there right now. Potential. Capital P. Potential double bottom. Yeah. See, we gave you some love today, Kathy. 
Let's get Kathy on the uh, show. I just had something I wanted to say. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I want uh, I want to talk about it just for a second. Uh, we're gonna have Tim Quas on the five minutes. Uh, but RSX guys, uh, this news came out Friday after the close. They halted her. They halted RSX. Yeah. This is only a matter of time. I've been saying it for a week now. Yeah, this is only a matter of time here. So, um, if you're in this thing, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Um, sorry, I'm sorry, Shelly. Every was, single that stock. Was, Shelly, that was not intentional. Shelly in the chat bought some RSX deal last week. I'm, she just hopped in. I'm sorry, Shelly. I didn't mean for the time. Well, you know, it, it's going to come out of the halt eventually. Maybe there's peace yeah. talks or something. That's the Bolsonaro no nuclear war. And maybe RSX could bounce back. They're not liquidating this one. RUSL is in full liquidation. So the RSX are not liquidating it. It's just halted right now, correct? Yes, just halted, correct. Yeah, so we don't know. It's halted. Maybe may make some money eventually on it. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not buying it or selling it because I can't. It's halted. <laughs> hey, you know, instead of getting uh, Kathy on, we could have uh, Mariska Hardigay on. Hardigay. She what? looks just like her. Remember I said that before? Hard Is that Hardy? the picture that they're throwing around on the internet? Hard they're saying pay. it's Kathy? Hardigay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and her her mom is uh, who's her mom? Spencer. Her That's mom's a real famous, famous famous actress. I don't know. We give yeah. you so much information on the show. We even give you background on who's everybody's mom is. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Oh, she was a big time yeah. actress, big time. Yeah, yeah big she. Time. So okay, so moving off that, uh, RKT. If you're wondering why that's trading down today, X Divi. trading down, but it ran up into that. Uh, into the call Spencer with the call on that one. I well, yeah, it's only down eleven cents. No, it's uh, down. Yeah, no. because it's adjusted. Fourteen twenty-two is the close. Oh, Paid they a dividend it. of a buck oh one. Yeah. Adjusted closes thirteen twenty-one. Yeah, the exchanges adjust those for you. So, yep. But so. for if you look at your chart, and you're wondering if you're just looking at the chart fourteen twenty-two. You actually got so you actually are only down uh, eleven cents to Joel's point. Yeah, but well, if my see, chart, my chart didn't put in that. that um, well, the charts yeah. don't adjust. A yeah, chart will never adjust. So, okay, adjust. here's a nice teaching thing. Charts Jane do not Mansfield. adjust for dividends. They adjust for splits. They don't adjust for special dividends or dividends. The charts don't adjust. So price so is still you, the price. So if you see a trend down, you're like, what the heck? It's not. Really. You got a buck oh one off it. You got so your buck. Okay. You pay tax on that, though. Fine. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. Next. Uh, what else was on my list? Quickly, a few other small things before. We didn't really have any earnings today. We do have earnings to discuss later in the week, but for this morning, really, we had, I mean, we had Sienna, we had Squarespace. Actually, Squarespace is getting punished off their report. It's, it's my biggest loser in my movers tool and pro, SQSP. It's down SQSP? Yeah, it's down 26%. I never shared this one either. They do, um, you know what they do. They do, they, they they're a website, a they web put hosting. squares and spaces. No, no, no. It's a web hosting platform. It, it, like, create your own website, right? Like Joel, Joel. Uh, like an Intuit. What? Like, like Intuit or something? Like, like GoDaddy? Is it a GoDaddy? No, no. no it, GoDaddy's it, URL. Yeah, GoDaddy's URLs. Uh, Squarespace is like you want to create Joel.com and make and sell Joel swag. You can do that on Squarespace. Okay, cool. right? well, that sounds like a new idea. Yeah, I don't know. I just made it. Dan, up. probably I don't know this company at all. It's obviously probably a valuation issue here. It's getting punished. Stocks make new all-time lows. You got to go. I don't even need to yeah. know anything about it. I just don't buy stocks making new all-time lows. Next, if you had to buy this or Bed Bath and Beyond, what would you buy? Bed Bath and Beyond over this. Yeah, because <laughs> at least Bed Bath and Beyond, you got some momentum with you a yes. little bit. But I now they say, oh, Dennis is bullish. Bed Bath and Beyond. No, I don't <laughs> like Bed Bath and Beyond. It's Dennis back down almost to where I was bearish. It. <laughs> 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 Things nuts. 
Yeah, yeah good luck on that one. Uh, I'll just give you the uh, the uh, pre market though, if you're interested. Fourteen seventy one. So a little bounce off that. That's it. That's all I can give you. Fourteen seventy one. Um, and then I think what what I say was the other one, the other earnings report. Um, Sienna. I don't even, don't even know if they're if they're out yet. Are they out yet? I traded uh, that after hours. Yeah, I was out. trading up. Um, EPS feed so. sales miss. I'm sure the stock is not doing a lot. It hasn't even traded this point. Trade three thousand shares. Trade some stock at sixty four. Okay. It's mm-hmm. wide sixty four eighty sixty five. Well, it's actually not that wide quarter, so it's down slightly. Okay. Again, macro. Yeah, macro head uh, dominating yeah, everything. Um, sixty four is interesting. I mean, I'll just give you that again. I you know down there. If I was short, boom, couple lows under sixty four here, just above sixty four yeah, here. That's yeah, an interesting yeah. level. Uh, if on the upside here, uh, where'd you got to get to? Uh, you get you fill the gap at uh, sixty five oh nine, and uh, the close was sixty five ninety four. Didn't have a great day. Really impressed with these S and P's, Joel. Really impressed. With what the the, the rally? Back. Yeah, the bounce back's been impressive. It's man. all those are positive talking here. Yeah. Is that what it is? T minus a half hour. As we talk about nuclear war, they're just buying them. Because, yeah, you know, everybody was, all the algos were just selling off nuclear war. They're like, man, we didn't think of that. Nuclear war. Well, will the algorithms still exist in a nuclear war? Maybe. (laughs) They'll still be trading. We're all dead. All the people are dead, but the algorithms are still buying S&Ps. Okay. And then real fast, we had some random Uber guidance. This is weird because Uber, the last time they gave guidance, it wasn't even on their earnings call. It was the following day, day in, in their investor meeting, which is so unusual to do. Now they're giving some revised EBITDA guidance for the quarter this morning. They raised their uh, adjusted EBITDA guidance for Q1 for the current quarter uh, from a you know a median of one or a, you know an average of 115 million to now an average of like 140 million dollars. So um, they said mobility demand improved significantly through the month of February with trips 90% recovered and bookings 95% recovered from February 2019. So that's what we said off the top of the show. Reopening trade. People like Joel getting Ubers. You know what, though? My buddy off, I picked me, Elisa and I up. I didn't even have to drive. I didn't have to call an Uber. Need an Uber. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, friends. A reopening that's trade. Like the friends business. Friends are ahead against Uber. Friends helping friends drive without Look at Uber. us. We're ripping. We're up. We're only down 15 hands. Party time. Excellent. <laughs> Nuclear war doesn't matter to that the is, people don't want to say. Richard Judge does said he doesn't want to say in nuclear war anymore. That's what okay. he said. Wow, so, uh, talking about it everywhere in the media, it's hard to avoid it right now, really. And we are the media. Uh, let's see if we get unchanged. Uh, your last We're half- saying nuclear war is good for the markets, though, because they go up no matter what. Right. Yeah. Um, 43.20 <laughs> and a quarter was your last after hours print. And uh, unchanged, uh, the actual close is 27 and a quarter. So if that was your target, baby, we're only 16 handles away, 17 handles away. And then Lyft, Lyft is moving in sympathy, as you would have. Of course. Sure. Of course. We're, we're not, Uber Lyft. Man, new lows, though. But I don't know. I mean, all everything's so bloody oversold. There's a bloody word again. I shouldn't use that one either, apparently. That's okay. But, you can do But, it. I mean, everything's so oversold. So, it's like, am I short in stocks now? I kind of like this guy's, you know, the, the approach on the 10%. You know, 90% chance everything's going to be okay. So, I, I think if you're in a lot of cash, I think I might actually do some nibbling myself today. You know, maybe I do a little bit of nibbling, not going crazy, but you know, forty-five percent cash, nibble a little bit into something. Maybe I'll rebuy my square that I sold three days ago at one twenty-eight. 
Maybe I'll do that. Not Squarespace, though. Square, square. Wow, look at that. Isn't that discount. crazy? I like. Ooh, I sold it, it just because it was a long-term account. I was like, well, it's probably just going to back down and get, re-get it. I'm like, it's almost back to where I bought it. I think I bought it in 98. So I need six more dollars off and I get my square back. Yeah. Wow. That's down buck 62. Okay. I mean, if you want to get it back at the gap, it's way down at 96.16. But All right. I'll go 96.17 bit. Just All right. Control. And I'll go to Tim Quas because it's market structure Monday's time. But let's do that right now. Mr. Quast, how are we doing this morning? Well, thank you. How are you guys? What have I missed this oh, morning? Just everything. Well, we were talking <laughs> nuclear war, but it's bullish. We've already mm. determined that nuclear war, because if nuclear war happens, doesn't matter anyway. So you might as well just buy stocks because, you know, if nuclear war doesn't happen, they're going to go back up. So I... bullish. It's good. <laughs> we, we could have saved ourselves all that time reading uh international headlines and watching the news just yeah. to listen to dennis's one sentence on, yeah 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 i but, never really consider mm-hmm. the possibility of just like you know localized so like one nuke goes off then that that's not you know bullish so <laughs> the, the only way it's bullish is if we all die so there is some different scenarios <laughs> i guess in here we're we're joking about this tim because i don't know if you saw the bca research report over the weekend but no the, the analyst gave a 10 percent chance of civilized ending nuclear war but he said buy stocks anyways because if that happens, you know, it doesn't matter anyways. Your money, so that, stocks that was are always long term bullish. <clears throat> yes, right. But but we need your now. We need some. <clears throat> we need to talk for real here because we want to see what the market structure looks like. We want to break it down here with mar- with market structure edge. Let's go. Can we just do spy? Can we just go jump into like the spy here? Or you know, do you do? Sure. I don't remember if you do. You do, we, do the we, ETFs, right? We well, we use spy as our price mechanism for broad market risk management. Okay. So we have broad market sentiment and the price proxy is SPY for that purpose. You bet. And while I'm doing that, you know, my sole observation on geopolitics goes back to my, uh, the the days of my callow youth in college. uh, Where'd you go? I went to a, I went to an obscure private, religious-backed liberal arts university called Ambassador University. So, Fancy yeah, name. no, no, no Ivy League school. But I took, I took close to enough hours of international relations to have a minor in it. Didn't have a minor, but I, th- I found it fascinating. And, and, uh, and I studied what's called the classical theory, which is Hans Morgenthau. And I'll only mention this, that there are two principles to it, that that politics, all politics, whether it's geopolitic, geopolitics or local politics, are the, is the pursuit of power defined by self-interest, and human nature hasn't changed. So if you look at the world through that lens and you think about what the self-interest is of anyone, a nation, an organization, a politician, uh, and, uh, and that human nature is always the same, we don't improve and get better, everything sort of makes sense. And I'll stop there. Uh, and <laughs> and shift to a market structure edge. So here's here's right. <laughs> look. It all makes sense to me. I mean, okay. when you when you, I'm glad. <laughs> it uh, it doesn't matter whether it's a, a a a you know a governor who decides that no, even though the 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 state constitution may see that may say that it's an inalienable right for people to seek and obtain their own safety and happiness, that their power trumps that. Uh, it's no different than Vladimir Putin's 
uh, determining that his interest trumps the interest of the free people of Ukraine. One is more brutal than the other, but it's the same human nature. So here's, here's the, uh, this is how we think about the market. We've, and we've looked at this before. This is just a, this is a short-term look at the market, about 90 trading days. Uh, we can expand it out, but this, the, the purple part of the graph, that's SPY, Dennis. So that's okay. our price proxy. Yeah. And then this is waxing and waning demand. So what, the algorithm we call market structure sentiment. So notice that it peaked here. It can be just a little bit ahead or behind, but when it, when it goes over six, we have found historically that there are the, the statistical opportunity for additional market gains drops to zero. And actually over the last, from January, 2021 to present, the gains in the market when broad sentiment is over 6.0 are a negative 5%. So logically, you would say, well, why would I have my money in the market if broad sentiment is over 6? Then statistically, all of the gains in the market happen at levels below 4 when broad sentiment is rising. Well, interestingly, that's where we are. So peak, market falls. Now we're below 4.0, the green line, and beginning to turn. It doesn't mean that we're going to have a, an extraordinary amount of upside. Short volume is very, very high in the broad market, something that we're, we're going to deploy on the platform. So I'm going to show you this because I think it's helpful to see both supply and demand. Uh, let's see here. Let me do it this way. Go here. Uh, so this takes us to the, the market structure edge test environment. Uh, because there are some things that need to happen on this yet. But I want to add in uh, the supply side of the coin just so you can see this. So once again, broad market sentiment 3.7. Uh, those little marks on here, by the way, tell us when options are expiring. So oftentimes when options expire, the market plunges. When futures expire at the end of the month, the market rises. It's a, it's a fairly good metronome. But there's the supply side. So if you look at the broad market, SPY here, short volume in SPY is, you know, the, sorry, the underlying stocks is about 48.5%. That's actually off of a high a couple of days ago. So broad market sentiment is bottoming and the supply side is starting to come down. When supply and demand diverge, statistically, there are gains. So if I look at this math, I would say, well, there is an opportunity for gains ahead, no matter what the futures indicate, no matter what's happening in uh, Europe or the fact that oil hit $130 about the West Texas uh, briefly overnight, that these data would suggest there are some near-term opportunities. And I did pretty well last week. And I think edge users did pretty well last week. What were you trading last week? So the things that I traded last week, let's go over here to the... Uh, to the Benzinga March 7 portfolio. Sure. And uh, here are the, 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 there are things in here that I think deserve a look and the things that I traded. So Pepsi, mm -hmm. Progressive, Hershey, Chevron, Chenier, all of these things did very, very well. And it was all because of uh, diverging supply and demand. And so here's, here's, look at Chenier. So at the beginning of the week, would you buy rising demand and falling supply? Well, absolutely. Right. So I sold my position on Friday afternoon. And so supply is beginning to tick up and, and demand is top. That doesn't mean that it can't continue to give us two, three, four days of gains. But it tells me that statistically 
I'm about out of gains there. So I'm going to begin to do, look elsewhere. And the same thing happened in Pepsi and Progressive and Hershey, where the, the great, so the, the reason for Pepsi is it's got steady demand and supply fell. So demand at five, supply falling, that tends to give a lift to prices. Uh, now supply side's beginning to rise and the demand side is staying level. Now I'm going to start looking for something else. It's, it's not more complicated than that. And where might we look? So the great question is, can, is, is there, will there ever again be a reason to buy tech? <laughs> I mean, oh, that, that's, tech, that's, right? that's, Come on. that's a million dollar question. <laughs> Come on. Well, it feels it, like it's not though, because it keeps so, going down. Every time I okay. buy a tech stock, I get killed. Right. And it's really interesting. If you look at the tech sector, we can do that. We can isolate right down to uh, the tech sector. So here's, here's the tech sector. And, and if uh, through, Friday, the trailing five days, the stocks are on a composite basis, though they're 450 stocks roughly, down 4.9%. But if you backed up to March 2nd, here's the interesting thing. This period up 6.5%. So the, five, the trailing five trading days into March 2nd gave one the sense that tech was going to rise because the whole group was up 6.5%. And then it gave it all back. And so you think, well, when might that return? I think there are actually a couple of interesting things here. It's look, I'm not telling you it's easy to find good stuff in tech. I think that the fangs show an indication that the supply demand balance may be changing. Ultimately, the market cannot sustainably rise or regain its footing for any lasting period without tech yeah. because tech across communication services, consumer discretionary and tech itself are 50% of market cap. Yeah. So there's no way for the market to rise without tech. And so I think an opportunity comes next week. It may come sooner than that. Next week, we have index rebalances and quad witching. And if you're going to recalibrate your exposure to the market as a global macro fund, uh, a, a passive exchange traded funds, indexes, that's when you do it. So it's possible. I could look at HubSpot and Splunk. Not awesome, but there's the Splunk has been good. It, it really has been. It got okay. a couple ratings that helped it along, but it's been sneaky. And wasn't right. there some rumors too, too on Splunk, Spencer? If I'm not mistaken, was there some? Uh, yeah, you're rumors right. kicking around on it as well, or something. There was something. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, was, what was it? Um, hold on, let me find it for you. Where was the headline in Pro? It was uh, random M and A rumor. Yeah, it was back a couple weeks. I know we goldfish memories. Too many Ukraine headlines, and you forget about these ones. But there was. I remember I was trading and Splunk, but well, then it got an go. analyst that's, upgrade on Friday too. That's a perfect dovetailing of the Benzinga. Oh, Cisco! News. Cisco made a twenty billion takeover offer. There you go, Cisco, yeah. and it's kind of had a floor under it ever since that. And that's what you do typically see is these stocks when they start getting you know that they've had a bid. And it's yep. confirmed, you know, and especially coming from a source like Dow Jones, um, that it kind of almost puts a floor under the stock. And it was and when everything else has been selling off, Splunk doesn't really want to go under that like 113 area. So it's been holding up really well. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's starting to look like it's trying to break out. So it's interesting. But, well, you know, what's market structure say on this? Well, it's a great it's a great uh, convergence of the Benzinga power of news and the market structure edge power of data because you could put them together and validate yeah. a, a, a conclusion. So yeah. if you've watched the show Billions, I'm not saying that it's real, but <laughs> the, 
uh, the I've met a number of those people who that, that the characters are based on in that show. I think it's a Showtime, right? Show I always get that. Yeah, one. HBO yeah. Showtime. No, it's, it's a Showtime. great show. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so Bobby Axelrod would say, or he would come to his team and, and say, "Hey, I want to know whether this rumor is true, right?" And he'd have his team go try to validate it, and they come back and say, "Yeah, it is." And he would say, "Cover our shorts, all right." So here's the data. Right there, it happened. There was a massive divot in the short volume. So that lends some credence to the idea. It, it has reverted, but it's just barely over 30% here, the supply side. 34% if you mm. look over on the, on the left side of supply, it'll give you a number there. So 30% is what we call the deal threshold level of short volume. And it's because mathematically stocks tend to revert to that level when there is merit to uh, a buyout, an M&A rumor. Mm. And it's because anything above that's market making and long short strategies and so on. So it comes back to that level. So I would look at that and say, there's probably merit to it. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. But then we don't have to have the Bobby Axelrod crew of people to go call around. All we have to do is look at the data. The data will tell us everything that everybody knows. And so this would suggest to me there's some opportunity there. In uh, Tim, for, for Craig in the chat, can you look at Spotify? Yeah, absolutely. So let's go up here, change this to stocks, get rid of LNG. Wow, it's 134 now. I haven't looked at this one for a while. Holy. That's just been straight down since November. Very little even. You know, we had that pop, I guess, in late January when everything popped. But wow. Ugly. It is, and it, you know, from a, from a supply-demand perspective, if demand is generally weak, meaning below five, that's this color right here, this yeah. is price, closing price, here's, here's the demand side of the coin, <clears throat> and it's not, in 30 days, it's not been back, even back to five, and the supply side is trending up, price tends to fall. Oh, boy. Do we just lose Tim? I think we did, right in the middle. He was just getting good, but I think he was saying... Wait, wait. wait. We're going to get him back. Wait, is that someone's Siri? Is, oh, wait. Tim, you're back. Tim, you're back. Okay. We lost. Do we, oh, we lost. <laughs> but you're back. It was the operator was telling us. Something more interesting <laughs> came on. Uh, so what I, was, what I was saying is there's something interesting developing in Spotify here. That is that the demand side is rising and the supply side is now trending below the, or falling below the trend. So you, you, you take more risk if the demand side is not at five or higher telling you you've already got excess demand. But I'd look at that and say, that could be worth it. I mean, I would call this a riskier trade, but if you've got you know 10% of your trading portfolio or something like that, you say, well, I might take a flyer on that. You just might make money on Spotify yeah. this week. Right. I think all the stuff's just oversold. And I mean, that's why coming in short tech now and buy commodities now, it's like, you're totally chasing the trade. And I mean, and it's been working. You know, yeah. it's been working to do that. I just don't know when it reverses itself. And I think those reversals is the opportunity to get into these things as opposed to, you know, trying to short tech now when it's, you know, just been just absolutely destroyed. I agree. And it's always riskier, particularly about five days out from options expirations, which would be next right. week, not this week, to, to short the market because five day out of the money calls are mm -hmm. a very popular trade. So you have to be careful with that, traders. Here's, I'll th here's how I think that the trend is potentially changing. Big and stable has been the place to be. 
This is a dynamic portfolio. It gives me a 20, it's got 20 components today because that's what the math indicates. But look at this. So <clears throat> it's going to give me things that have very level demand and falling supply. But look at that. There's a two-day uptick. The trend is starting to change. So then I always come down here and look at the fangs and tech. What are the fangs showing? Well, the demand side is starting to rise, getting back toward five. The supply side has been miserable, uptrend, but it's also starting to tip. So it's like big and stable and fangs show the first indication of moving opposite each other. Well, that could mean money goes back to fangs. I'm not promising it. Then I look at tech and tech shows something similar. 446 stocks in here. High-speed trading machines are the lead behavior. Uh, but look at this. Demand is returning toward five, and supply is below the trend. Those are things that are portents of upside. So we'll see. All right. Tim Quast, uh, founder of Market Structure Edge, link in description. We are working on getting y'all a discount to the platform. Yes, we are. I'll follow up with yes, you about that this week, Tim. We will uh, have that can, next week. Join, uh, Tim joins us every, every week on this show. Uh, Tim, a pleasure as always to talk to you again next Good week. Good to see you. Okay. All right. Um, just for those keeping track, as I'm sure you all are, Ben Bath did brief 35. It is by, by far the most searched stock on Benzinga Pro today by a mile. This is going to be your number one trending stock of the day across the board. Um, I don't know. People what love a hot story. Yep. It's got everything. It's got it's got the prior history of the short squeeze. It's got the highest short interest. It's got Ryan Cohen, and it's got now it's got the 100 percent pre market gain to to back it up. So how powerful is Ryan Cohen? It must be nice to be able to just load up a stock and then let everybody know you loaded the stock and watch it go up 100. percent It must be nice. Must, must be, be nice, eh? All right, so let's do some ticker time here. we got about five minutes left in this show, so drop your tickers in the chat for us, and we will give you our thoughts. You know where I went out to eat on Friday night, guys? I, I went out to uh, Kura Sushi for the first time. Ticker K-R-U-S, public company. It's the um, it's the sushi company with the, the restaurant chain with, with, with the conveyor belt, and it goes around the restaurant, and you just take plates off. You know what That's I mean? fun. Yeah. So uh, it was okay. It was a cool experience. But it's it nice to be able to do normal things. I mean, <laughs> at least, you know, for now, anyways, like, it's just nice. Like, uh, yeah. I haven't actually been into a restaurant yeah. in two years. I still haven't done it. Two years. I haven't oh, done a restaurant. man. Well, this reopened in Ontario. Oh, uh, so. I'm sorry. I know my, right. my wife went out for breakfast a couple times, but I haven't been in a restaurant in that, two years. This weekend, well, that was it. Um, do, I'm not going to make any technical or fundamental comments on this one. Yeah. Do they timestamp the sushi? No, Joe. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> All right, let's go to the chat. <laughs> What's on their radar? Food quality wasn't amazing. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, it was or was it? Was not. Kroger. Uh, yeah. Kroger. For super brown avocados, food. were the avocados a little brown? I hate it when the avocados oh, are brown. Oh, that's too. the worst. Okay, moving back. Kroger. This thing had a is on. Oh my gosh! This is just Lord. stupidity, man. Oh like, uh, I mean, we're oh. in like so we're in this whole like what was happening in 2020 and the growth tech stocks is now happening with food and commodity and anything. It's like Kroger sells food. We better buy Kroger. <laughs> Let's go Krogering. And, 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 and they sell gas and they sell gas. They sell gas. and they... <laughs> It's gone crazy. I mean, that the history has said you ring the register when you get your food stock going up 30% in a week. Um, so I'll stick with that, but who knows? It's in parabolic mode. We don't know where this thing is. 
tough one. I guess, you know, you're down 41 cents and uh, you could just, I mean, huge move. I'll just keep an eye on the close today, see if it weakens a little bit. Uh, big volume on the earnings day. They took it to 55.10. Uh, volume tapering off just a little bit on Friday down to 21.6. So, you know, the... Wow, the high was right there near the close. Dennis, is there a chunk at 59? There's got to be somebody at 59. I would think 60 is a big number for it. Yeah, instead of 60? 60. Yeah, I think Yeah, 60. I bet you there's some. I mean, the high freaks probably were afraid to uh, lean on it too hard going into the close. But uh, keep an eye on that at old time. I think it might stall, may stall here a little bit, but keep an eye on that old time close. Wait, I, I just saw a comment on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. I want to ask it to, to the group here. I, is it true that most new cars take premium gas? Is that true? I mean, they, like they only accept premium gas. Yeah, yeah. Mm. My car takes regular. I, I but I, 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 have a, I have a 2014. I thought they I, were I, all I, uh, electric. I think I'll, I, I think it's just fancy cars, maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe just fancy cars. All right. I don't know. All right. Um, my, okay. my F one fifty is a 2018. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just saw from the Jim Bianco, who's a great follow on Twitter, and he's he is Jim. Yeah. Why should we reach out to him too? Or you think? Uh, yeah, I can get Jim's Jim on the show. Too. For sure. So many people you want on the show. Yeah, Jim, me and Joe oh, okay. just go on vacation for two months, and you guys just bring all these awesome people on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so okay, they're, they're saying that's not true. It's just the expensive cars, which is fair. Okay, um, this one is equally parabolic. Cleveland Cliffs. Don't know what you can say about that. This is a steal. It's commodities. So there's two trades going on. There's everything, and then there's commodities and food, <laughs> and it's just exploding. And I mean, I'm I'm upset at myself with Cleveland Cliffs. I was long this thing a couple of times. We had a couple of good swings on it. Um, you know, seven days ago, you could have bought this thing under 18 and now it's 26. I mean, this is the time to ring the register. I still have my new core, which has been moving up, but it's obviously lower beta. It's not going to move like CLF and X, but CLF and X have exploded here. And the people like chasing. I mean, this is what they do. I don't chase, so I've missed it. I'll wait for a pullback here now. <laughs> but I mean, these things have just absolutely exploded here with the hunger for any type of commodity, even steel. Uh, trade it up. I'll just give you a, just a short term, just to let you know what the pre-market traders are, are looking at. And uh, 26.68. So you, you kind of want to see it get up through 26.68 and uh, and take that out and keep on going. I mean, you have one, two, three, four, five, six higher lows, six higher highs, and six higher closes. I predict the Dow trend will eventually end. I don't know when. <laughs> we don't know when. I mean, look at Alcoa. You know, Alcoa has been the dog for like 25 years. Like, they got a, rid of Kloss. They got and rid of look Kloss at it. it hit five dollars in 2020 in March when everything was going out under. It's ninety dollars now. I mean, Alcoa. They are just so hungry for commodities. But if you're coming and sticking these in your long-term portfolio now, I think you're doing it backwards. So I don't know. Trading. Got the momentum. It's on your side. We know JC props Tim who was on our show a week ago. He's wrong for a day and then been right ever since. Oh, yep. I mean, they're they're momentum traders, and this has all the momentum right now. But just don't get caught holding the bag and saying, I'm gonna put Alco in my long-term portfolio because it's all about commodities five to ten years from now. I mean, it's all, all about commodities five to ten days from now, probably still, maybe five to ten hours from now. We don't know when the pony ride ends, but eventually it usually does. And in a lot of cases, a lot of these commodity stocks, when they've had runs before, I've given back a lot too. So I think you got to wait for a pullback in your longer term portfolio. But I said that uh, a week ago, and the stocks just keep going. Don't know. All right, it's 9 a.m., which means we got to hop. 
Uh, and I have some announcements to make uh, that I want to do before we go to live trading here. So, Joel, catch you later. Dennis, yep. have a great rest of your day. Uh, I want to announce that we are six weeks out now from the next Benzinga event. This is the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference. It's a two-day event, April 20th and 21st at the Fountain Blue Miami Beach. Uh, over $500 million in deals have happened at this conference. We're going to have C-suites from Curaleaf, Tilray, Canopy Growth, and more. Uh, I put the URL, the, the, the page up on the screen there, but the URL is going in the chat. You can get a discount code right off the bat with the code SHOWS30. I just put the link in the chat, and I'm going to put the... Uh, Wait one second. Uh, put the link in the chat now. There it is. And put the discount code on the screen. SHOWS30. That'll get you 30% off your ticket to the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference. So, again, URL in the chat and description. Code on the screen. SHOWS30. April 20th and 21st. If you're into the business of cannabis, there is no better place than the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference. Uh, so, that's the first thing I want to say. Second thing I want to say is uh, happy birthday to Jason Raznick. Today is his birthday, so happy birthday, Raz. Uh, last thing I want to say is please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to our guest, Tim Quas. Thanks to all of you in our chat, all of you watching on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook. And yes, even, watch, even those of you watching us on LinkedIn, I see you and I acknowledge you. Uh, that's a wrap for us. We're going to go over to live trading with Benzinga. I'm going to be there for a little bit today. So myself, uh, Ryan, Zunaid, Mitch may or may not be able to join. We'll see. But we're going to end this stream now, redirect over to live trading with Benzinga. So smash that like button, please. And I'll see you guys over on our very next show.